You know, I just realized this. I always say hello first. Yes, you do. Well, you're the man, so you go first. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> I thought it was ladies first. Yeah, we're breaking that rule. Breaking the law. Breaking yeah. the law. I have to say, I always enjoy our little uh, theme there. I think yeah. it slaps. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's good. I came up with that in like 30 minutes. You did a great job. Actually, you know, I don't want to say 30 minutes because I was like... It was a process. What is that D word? Deliberate? Deliberate, sure. Like when you're deciding? Yes. Like I I, I was trying to figure out what to do with that for like, <laughs> I don't know, weeks. Yeah, I know. I remember you um like kind of going crazy over it a little bit. I was like, I don't know. I felt like some some weird obligation to compose something since I yeah, like. Yeah, you wanted to make something totally unique, and uh, especially for our second podcast, you wanted to do something that was completely original. Yeah, I I don't know. That's too much work. I can't do that like, right I, now. I was like, no, you don't need to do that. <laughs> and you were like, but I want to. And, oh. And no, so no. But we have something nice. Yeah, I love it. Well, there's a little behind the scenes for you. Behind the scenes of how it all started. In the making of. Oh, my God. Anyways, someone give uh, us a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by Netflix. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or on Hulu. HBO documentary. Yeah. Then it's gritty if it's on HBO. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, I'm Aaron. I'm Brooke. Did we already say our names? I don't think we did. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. But I'm Aaron. That's Brooke. And this is the Rewatch Podcast. Yes, that's and, us. And uh, where we are currently talking about uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine Season 1. And as this is Episode 14, we are going over Episode 14 of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Ebony Falcon. This episode was written by Prentice Penny and directed by Michael Blyden. Prentice? Mm-hmm, Prentice. Interesting. I think the last name Blyden is an interesting one. Blyden. Yeah, Blyden. Okay. It sounds a little German. Yeah. Like it, you could hit someone over the head with it. It sounds a little aggressive. I blinded. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> oh I, didn't, God. I didn't have to shout. Oh, no. Sorry for assaulting your ears. <laughs> Anyways, the cold open of this episode is uh, Jake comes in and Scully's kind of walking at the same time. And Jake asks Scully how his weekend went. And Scully starts talking about how he was spending time with Kelly, you know, going out on long walks watching tv at the end of the day yeah you know, yep. just having a having a good time the usual and jake asks everyone else who is kelly is kelly his wife or his dog yeah and, and no one like, no one need, seems to know what it is no I, no everybody was like well i think amy amy and, was like i think it's a dog right but then like uh rosa was like uh, yeah i don't know everybody was at odds about this and so they they decide to play a game, wife or dog. Right. It's funny how like that came up because Jake was like, "All right, this is t- it's time, wife or dog." Yeah. He was like, "We're settling this." <laughs> and they like call Scully over and they start like asking him some like different random questions. It's all of these questions. I didn't write them down because there's just too many. I right. felt like too lazy. There's but... like a couple examples. Yeah. Like, uh, like what's um her favorite food? Right, and he goes, peanut butter. She'll eat it right out of the jar. She'll eat it right out of the jar. And that's like, oh, that sounds like a dog question. Yeah. And I forget, he was like, uh, said something about his his wife getting, not wife. His or Kelly. Kelly, his Kelly mm-hmm. getting hit by a car. Yeah. And it's like, Jake's like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear about that. Was she uh, chasing something into the street? 
and he mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, he, she was grabbing me the newspaper." <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a dog. I don't. Saying. I don't know. That's my speculation. <laughs> but uh, Jake gets tired of the questioning because all of it, it seems still very vague and could go either way. And he's like, "All right, is is Kelly your wife or your dog?" And <laughs> Gully just gets offended, and he's like, "How could you ask me that?" Yeah. Then he walks away, and everyone was like. What was any of that? Was it a, <laughs> is it a dog? Is it a wife? Who knows? I don't know. I think since he got so offended by it that it was his wife. I think it's a dog. I don't know. I, he's weird about just anything. So I think that he, him having a weird reaction is typical of him no matter what. I don't know. That's true. So for our first story here, we are in Holt's office and Jake is just being Jake. He reveals that he stole Holt's glasses earlier for an, an impression that he did of Holt. Obvious Jake reasons. Yeah, we cut to him, like, you know, as Holt demanding his glasses back or something like that. Peralta. Yeah. Return my glasses. And then, or something in, that, like that. in that moment, then Holt demands to have his glasses back and he does it <laughs> in the same fashion as the impression. Right. It's the same manner. That's exactly right. Anyway, Jake gives them back. The point of this is actually um, Jake and Boyle are working on a steroids case and they're kind of just like briefing um, Holt on what's going on here. It's one of the major black market distributors in Brooklyn and it is located at a gym. Right. So, yeah. There's a, uh, I don't know, for some reason when you said they were either working on a steroids case, Mm -hmm. in my head it was like they're working on a little briefcase to hold their steroids in. No, 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 no. They're briefing him on the case. No, but the they they have a guy uh, named Brandon Jac- Jacoby that they're focusing on here. And he's done seven years in prison for assault. So that's something. Is that a lot of years for an assault charge? I don't know. It must have been like a pretty bad assault. Maybe. I don't know the specifics here. But anyway. Um, they, oh, wait. Hold on. Sorry, mm. but like there's like that little um cutaway where they like show him in the gym when they yes. were saying that he went to prison for assault. Yeah. Where he's like aggressively lifting and flipping giant track uh, tractor tires yeah. and like his neck is like so like tendony and veiny, veiny when he's yeah. like screaming that it looks like he could have like tentacle neck because of all the shit coming out. <laughs> Ew. There. <laughs> he's just going like, oh my god but yeah he's an aggressive dude obviously right um but jake and boyle spent two weeks infiltrating the gym um and they think that he has connection with the distributors thereafter but they are not able to prove it yet right they don't have any evidence yeah so they're still going undercover but now they are bringing in terry right to, help to with do this, some more gym infiltrating to help with this case um and he plays a more of an important role in it, too. So that's going to be something we'll cover later on, obviously, when we get there. But uh, Holt questions Jake, though. Um, he wants to know what he'll do if Terry is on the field and panics again. Because that's what happened last time. That's his whole ordeal with Terry. Right, right. Um, but Jake is kind of annoyed that everyone is, like, really concerned about Terry. He's like, why is everyone so worried? He's fine. Right. He Leave literally saved your life, Holt. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... Holt, you know, kind of backs off and says that if anything goes wrong, it is on Jake. So right. it's going to be Jake's fault. Right. Jake needs to make sure that he's adequately watching after Terry. Yeah. But then Jake cracks this joke that if anyone should be worried about 
someone panicking on the field, it should be Boyle. <laughs> and like Boyle high fives it because right. uh, Jake like puts out his hand for a high five and he's like high five and he's like, oh yeah. But damn straight. Boyle was like, yeah, he says damn straight. <laughs> right, he's, like, he's like, wait, why did I high five that? Yeah, he regrets the high five. He's like, <laughs> why did why, I do that? Why did I do that? But he then Jake is like, because you can't resist a high five. And he's like, damn straight. Damn straight. And they high five again. <laughs> he's such a baby. I good love boy. him. That's such a good boy. So directly after this uh, kind of mission briefing that they have in Holt's office, Holt is um, kind of like getting coffee and stuff in like the break room or whatever. And Gina comes in and reveals to Holt that her apartment was broken into the night before. And Holt's like, oh, oh, that's terrible. I'm so mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to do. Do you know, have any connections to the FBI or the or the CIA? I need I need someone to investigate this. There's no one I can turn to. And <laughs> Holt's like, uh, you work in a police station. You could turn to literally anyone here. Yeah. All of these detectives, he gestures to all of them like, right. hello, they're uh, right here. All of them. <laughs> and Gina's like, these are, are a bunch of buffoons. I mm-hmm. can't turn to them. Yeah. And there's like a cutaway to Hitchcock sticking thumbtacks. It's like a big pin or something. It's a, a pr- isn't that a thumbtack? I don't, it looks thick, so I don't know. Ugh, it's just because they zoomed in, I think. Yeah, I don't but know. But like, these stick a thumbtack in Scully's heel mm-hmm. in the skin. They show yeah, it. Go they enter show it. it. I had to look away. I looked away too. We both looked at each other because yeah. we didn't want to look. Gross. But like, Scully was like, yep, still can't feel anything. And you're yep. like, oh my God. Yeah, and Hitchcock, Hitchcock is like, I wish I had nerve damage. <laughs> no. No, you don't. Oh, God. That sounds like Scully has some weird untreated diabetes symptoms. I think so. There is like tingling in the feet, right? Well, there's complete like my, nerve damage and like, stuff. Uh, like my, my dad had diabetes yeah. and he couldn't feel his feet at all. That Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Holt, Holt's like, well, some of them are buffoons, but mm-hmm. most of them are, are not. And I can task any one of them with helping you solve your robbery situation. Yes. Jake goes up to Terry in this next scene and he asks if he's ready and he says that he's born ready. Of course. Um, but right. <laughs> I was not ready for a period of time, but now yeah. I'm back to being born ready. Yeah, which by the way, I should mention that in this um this scenario that they're they're doing here, um this like case, uh Terry will be acting as a personal trainer to this guy, Jacoby. Right, he's gonna. He's gonna be like, filling in as um like a personal trainer, like I guess his normal one, like they have it on vacation or on something. vacation, or something. yeah, something like that. They have it set up that way. Right. Um, but then, uh, Jake dubs Terry the Ebony Falcon. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you know, you're the Ebony Falcon, of course. Um, Aren't all falcons kind of ebony? I don't know, but then Boyle says this weird thing. <laughs> he says that his uh feathers are muscles. His feathers are muscles. Yeah. Which I immediately think of like uh what it would look like if your muscles were exposed. Yeah. But as they are, so, like wet and flapping. Disgusting. <laughs> so he's the ebony falcon, but his feathers are muscles. Naked bird. There you go. Disgusting. A horrifying image. Honestly. Gross. One I don't want it in my mind. Gross. Um Wait, but, what's more gross? Uh naked bird or Scully's feet? I think his feet. Right. I think that's grosser. The bird is a bit more disturbing. 
It is disturbing. I don't want to see that, but I think the feet are grosser. <laughs> like vom-inducing. Yeah, I can look at chicken. Yeah. Living chicken is a little weirder, but mm-hmm. I mean, not not that it's weird that chickens are alive. <laughs> I just mean if it was How if it dare was they? if it was like it is at the deli, but also alive. How dare the the chickens be alive? Like a cloudy with a chance of meatballs, mm-hmm. chicken bread, where he's like, chicken bread. Why do you remember that? What? Why don't you remember that? I watched the movie. I don't remember it. <laughs> I remember that? so much of it. Oh my god! I think when we had it on DVD and we watched it like every day. Mm-hmm. Nice, <laughs> but. Terry wants to discuss strategy at his place tonight. Um, his wife will be gone, and he's on daddy duty, so it'll be just him and the children. Um, but Jake and Boyle are kind of concerned about this, um, you know, because he mentions, like, children and stuff. Right. But Terry hypes himself up. He shows, like, hey, I'm ready. I'm tough, and I'm big and stuff. Like, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, as he's hyping himself up. Yeah, he's hyping himself up, and Jake gets on this hype train, and he wants to do a chest bump. And Terry is like, no, dude, no, don't do it. Last time that I did this, it hurt you. And <laughs> Jake is like, no, 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 the adrenaline, it's, it's, it'll shield me. It's fine. Um, and it, he does it. Anyway, he, they chest bump. And Jake just falls right to the ground. Oh. He gets knocked the fuck over. Dude. It's so funny to watch. It's like an ill-weighted uh, punching bag. He just it's goes this... <laughs> straight down. Good Lord. It's so funny. We now enter Gina's apartment. Ah, uh, yes. Which is, uh, you know, it, it's like stacked. How is it? There's a ladder it's in there? It's like a lofty kind of situation, right? Right. There's a loft going on. It's mm-hmm. a studio apartment with a loft, it looks like. It's pretty tight, I think. It's pretty big, too. It's sweet. Nice. Yeah. I like the layout. It's pretty nice. I would like that one. But uh, Holt, Rosa, and Amy are there to investigate the robbery that went on at Gina's place. Yep. Um, they're kind of looking around. <laughs> Amy mentions she's like, "Why are there no locks on your windows?" <laughs> and Gina's like, "Uh, wow, Miss One Percent, I can afford to get locks." Yeah. And <laughs> Rosa was like, "You have a fur comforter. Yeah, you can afford like to get dollars. They're eight dollars. You can yeah. afford to get locks." <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, I I would have like a multitude of locks living in New York City. One hundred percent. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh. I, no, I would no. uh bolt the doors. Yeah. Everything. Mm-hmm. But like as they're searching around, uh, Rosa asks, she's like, uh, so is there like a detailed list of everything that was taken? And uh, Gina's like, yeah, yeah, I gave it to Holt. And Holt's like reading it off and there's like a whole bunch of weird items, which was something that really stuck out to me was a homemade set of Joseph Gordon-Levitt nesting dolls. That's the one that stuck out to me too. I What the fuck is that? Nesting dolls based off Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, that was what caught my attention too, because what is that? And who is <laughs> making that? Who is the vendor? Can I have some? Well, she said it was homemade and right. priceless. Homemade, like, but like, did she make it or did someone like a family member? I was thinking a family member. Oh my gosh, is there like a a grandma? grandma. Her her babushka. A babushka, like, I want that. (laughs) Like, can you make those for me? Like, who would you get as your nesting dolls? (sighs) Nicholas Cage? Nah, I don't know. Maybe (laughs) (laughs) it just gets more crazy as you go inside. Yeah, all of his different faces. The last one opens up, and there's a little bee inside. The bees, the bees, not the bees, the bees. The bees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Gina has a lot of random, really weird items. 
some that she says they don't make anymore. And uh, she's asked, uh, what do you think is the estimate um, dollar amount of everything together that's been stolen? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And Gina said, well, emotionally, $700 million. Yeah. And everybody's just like, oh, Gina. Accurate, right? Can you not be Gina for two seconds? She can't. She ha- she's always on. She's always <laughs> Gina. Always. Mm-hmm. So we are at Terry's house now. It is late at night. Uh, Jake and Boyle arrive. But um, before they can get started, Terry needs to put his girls down for bedtime. Oh, my God. Can I please comment on before the door is opened? Harry's two little girls are standing in the living room and when a doorbell rings or a knock or whatever, like one of them goes, goes, there's someone at the door. They are so <laughs> teeny tiny and I just want to eat them up. They're so there's little. There's someone and ba- at the door. They babies. They're like, they're exactly kind of what, like, what I want. You know, like they're small twins. Because I don't Aww. know if I actually want twins, but I kind of want twins. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're, they're cute. They're so cute. Right. But I don't even know if I want a baby. Anyway, <laughs> or much less like two is what I mean. <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, two just, of them is kind of hard. They're just so small. Yeah, but I kind of want them, you know. Like I kind of want that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's besides the point. Um, so Boyle remarks on how strong yet gentle Terry is. Right, strong yet gentle. Yeah, he but calls, he's so he's so delicate with his daughters. It's so oh my god, it's so sweet. But he calls them a muscular Ellen DeGeneres. Wait, I think I missed that. You missed that because you did, you didn't react to that one. <laughs> I caught it earlier. Oh my god! <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck is Boyle saying to Terry? What is any of this? Is First, he gonna the... surprise his daughters now with like a a trip to somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> like first the uh, feathers as muscles, and now this like <laughs> muscle, <laughs> what even muscular Ellen DeGeneres is Boyle today? Terry um, is a buff lesbian. Yeah. But, you know, they're observing how much he cares for his little girls. Uh, he's putting them to bed and he's, um, you know, he's telling them how much he loves them and how he'll never leave them. And then he starts to sing to them. Oh, so cute. And then Jake suddenly gets freaked out on behalf of Terry because he realizes he can't let anything bad happen to him now that he has seen him interact with his children and be at home with them. It really struck him in this moment. Right, right. He had a huge realization. Yeah. So, like, um, some time passes. I don't know what this time is that happened here, but I think like, it was just like a cut. It was a weird cut or something. But Jake is now hiding in a out in a teepee that, like, I guess you know, uh, Terry had made for his girls or something. Right. It's uh, he's hiding out in there, and Boyle joins him, and uh, then he says, Boyle says that they should get these. Uh, instead of desks at work. Right. They should like, have TPs instead. This is so nice. Oh, this is nice. We should actually have this at work. Um, but then Jake is uh, talking about how he judged Terry way too harshly for his year-long break from the field, and he completely understands it now. And right. this is a moment where I thought to myself, oh, is Jake having empathy? Is this a thing? Right, learning how to understand other people's struggles. Yeah, and not just be like, why are you like this? And, st- and actually putting yourself in their shoes. Um, and Jake really wants to get Terry off the case because now he's like freaked out about Terry's uh, well-being. About the danger. Yeah, the danger. Um, and Boyle just says, maybe you should just talk to him. Maybe you should have a one-on-one just like talk to him. And, uh, Boyle being the voice of reason, as always. Even though he says weird shit, he's also the voice of reason in a lot of cases here. How is he like the person that says, 
uh, like anything he says, it, it don't don't listen, don't pay attention to that. But yeah. also listen to everything he he's says. He's also like very profound always. <laughs> um, and you never know what's going to come out of his mouth. Yeah, but Jake is like, no, 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 I can't. Like, what if I put the seed in his head and it triggers him to like freak out? Right. If I oh, plant man. that seed that like he could possibly have another panic on the field, then what if it happens? What if I cause that? Which that is a uh, pretty... I don't know. There's some thought behind There's that. There's a lot of thought behind that. That's the kind of thought process I have among things. Like I, I would say I'm very much an overthinker. Preemptive worrying. Yeah, that. So that's me. Um, but then Terry um is probably done like putting his daughters to bed, and he peeks in and he asks what they're talking about, <laughs> and they like say two different answers. I didn't catch either of them. But Jake, Jake goes. Jake says work, and Boyle says. Uh, uh, foreign taxes and tariffs. What? <laughs> what is that? International taxes and tariffs. So that's obviously. And, and, and they like look at, they both look at Boyle and they're like, what? And he's like, <laughs> work. We were talking about work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so they exit the TV. Um, they are going to discuss the plan now. And Jake decides to just suggest something that's really like passive. And uh, he hopes that the criminals will just turn themselves in over time <laughs> like in a few months or so. Eventually, they'll just start to feel bad about their actions. Right, right. <laughs> um, but Jake, or not Jake, Terry kind of sees that this is uh, some like worry probably kicking in with right, Jake. Yeah. Um, and he assures him that he is mentally ready to be in the field. It's fine. He can do it. Um, but you know, I, when it starts to happen, he's going to be in the middle of the chaos while the bolts are flying and he's, he's like, going to be in the matter. midst of it. I'm in there. I'm big. I'm yeah. Terry. He's like, you know, I'm going to be like full force head in the game. I got this. But then, uh, Jake comes up with another, another excuse here. He says that like, no one's going to believe you're a personal trainer. I mean, look at you. You've gotten a little chubby. <laughs> right. You've been sitting at that desk too long. Yeah. <laughs> and he like pokes his stomach and it's like all super hard there's like no budging and is poking is that a bone do you have a bone there somehow yeah <laughs> um because that notion is so ridiculous and like not believable at all um terry sees right through it and he more softly this time says like hey man i'm good i'm okay i can do this it's funny how much jake didn't want to let terry know that he was worried but immediately let terry know he was worried yeah because terry can see through it he's very intelligent i mean he knows people so you know it's obvious right and uh jake is a pane glass window yeah he's not he's <laughs> not very good at hiding anything. you can see exactly what he's thinking at all times he's not good at concealing getting back to the investigation with gina's apartment uh, some report came in from like the people that were, you know, dusting and investigating the crime scene that they found a hair and <laughs> that it's uh, a strand of Mario Lopez's hair. Yeah. And Gina's like, oh, yeah, I got that at an auction. I'm so happy it's real. Yeah. So she got it <laughs> authenticated, basically. Right. At which, <laughs> how do you, what? What? Where do you find Mario Lopez's doctor and be like, hey, is this is her? And he's like, yeah, that looks like his hair. Yeah. As, as his doctor, I brush his hair every day. I know. That's so funny. <laughs> I don't get it. It's obviously not real. I don't know. <laughs> to me, it felt obvious. Uh, other than that, they've kind of hit a wall, which um, I would call Mario Lopez hair hitting a wall. He yeah. didn't rob the apartment. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's no fingerprints that could be linked to anyone else besides Gina in the apartment. There's no one else in the apartment building that saw anything. Yep, you know, no they witnesses. went around. 
They did the canvassing, as they call it. Mm-hmm. And Gina is not pleased with that at all. She's like, uh, wow, where's the progress? I thought you guys were detectives, you know? Yeah, and then she starts making up, like, these kind of uh, uh, scenarios, like, hey, should I be doing, like, this and that, like, precautionary <laughs> measures. Um, but it's kind guns? of extreme. Yeah, like a, she mentioned a, a gun. Can I get a gun? Should I get a shotgun? Yeah. Do I need to buy an Uzi? Yeah, that. Well, Which, like, a submachine gun? So <laughs> she's getting kind of out of hand and a little bit um, too terrified. Right, yeah. Yeah. But, like, uh, Amy and Rose are kind of just taking that as, like, a joke. They're yeah. like, really? You think uh, you're being a little bit too extreme there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gina is <laughs> seemingly jokingly asked for their badge numbers because she's going to file a civilian complaint to Holt, which they laugh. But then Gina, like, goes like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, and you then, can kind of tell she's serious. Right, also, you, right. also, you can't tell with her when she really is joking and when she's serious. Right, cause because she's always making that face where she's like kind of half smiling and her mouth's open. And she's always just has the same tone, like. <laughs> right. Yeah. She's always kind of talking a little flat. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Like but me. then they they cut to Holt's office, and she legitimately filed complaints about both of them, and Holt's like. Why did I receive a civilian complaint <laughs> about you two? Mm-hmm. And Amy and Rosa are both like, okay, uh, Gina is being ridiculous. Like, there's absolutely no reason she has to complain. And then, you know, Gina comes in to refute, like, explain, like, uh, no, I'm angry because they aren't doing anything. Yes. They're not doing their jobs correctly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to hire a PI. Yes. And she's like, I'm going to haunt your dreams. Yeah. Which, what? That's a very Gina and Lynette thing to say. I'm going to haunt your dreams. Yeah, but she's just not pleased that Amy and Rosa aren't doing more. But, like, in their defense, they did their standard procedure. So there is, like, you know, the fingerprints were tested. They couldn't find any. Um, They did everything they could that is on their list. Right. So they feel like they're doing their job. But also, um, you know, it is Gina and they do know her. So... Perhaps they could do more. Right. Or at right. least in terms of helping her feel a little better, maybe. Right. And uh, that just reminds me, I forgot about it. <laughs> when they said that they were following procedure, Gina was like, that's just a fancy thing for doing things in a particular order. Yeah. She, she Holt, defines it. Right. And Holt's like, that is the exact definition that's of the definition. what procedure is. That's the definition of it. <laughs> Holt. Holt did that thing where he kind of has this look where he says things a little slowly in his delivery. <laughs> and he has like a thing where he's like, uh, yep, that factually checks out. Uh-huh. He like computes it, I think, a little right. bit in he's his brain. Like, yeah, he looks up a little brain. bit. He does. He does the thing where he looks <laughs> up a little bit. Yeah, I, I love can't that. describe it. I love when actors like insert subtle personality traits into their characters. I do love that. I can think notice his, them. his is so packed. It's so his character is packed with it, and also so is Jake too. Right, his nuances are very fun to look at. <laughs> we are now at the undercover operation at this gym. I forget the name of the gym. That's great. I think it's it was like Brooklyn like, something fitness, like fi- Brooklyn Fit Bot Total Body. Total Body. That's it. Yeah, it sounds like a like a auto shop, doesn't it? Oh, like a body, body auto body shop. Yeah, that's or what it like, sounds like to me. When I heard it, I was thinking like. Are you ready for the total body workout? Ew. <laughs> <laughs> like one of those like DVDs. Yeah, so they're prepping for P90X. it. P90X. 
Oh my god, Aaron. Sorry. No, you're fine, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, but so they're prepping and Terry is spotting Jake at a bench. Uh he's like lifting uh right, this right. barbell. Doing, um, uh, oh god. What else is it called? Barbell? Bench press. Yeah, bench press. That's yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of the actual thing you're lifting. Right. Um, yeah, it's a barbell. Yeah, he lifts it once. By the way, I spelled it wrong. I, I, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's... Bell bar. <laughs> <laughs> I was so fucking tired <laughs> writing these. But um, he lifts the bell bar... <laughs> barbell. <laughs> oh my God, he did it. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. He lifts the uh, barbell once and he quits <laughs> right after because right. Terry was like, you can't handle it. You, you're you're you not going to be able to lift this. You, it's too much weight. You can't do like more than one rep. But Jake is like, no, I just don't want to get too bulky. <laughs> right. He's <laughs> like, I don't want to get like too strong. He goes, uh, one. All right. Wait, I want to look like one of those bodybuilder dudes. Yeah. He wants to be like sleek and whatever. Um, ben Boyle approaches them and informs them that he rewrote the gym's wipe down and cleaning policy and oh turned the water fountain's temperature down by two degrees. I haven't oh. gotten any feedback yet, but yeah. I'm seeing some refreshed faces. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, also, uh, side note, the guy they're investigating is showing up soon. Right. Side note. Side note. Uh, just know, by the way, important. guys, by the way. So Boyle is basically basically just taking on this uh, manager role way he too seriously. He became the general manager of your local fitness center. He did. He did it so <laughs> seamlessly and so easily. It's almost like his calling. It's weird. Well, you know, I feel like... But he has like, many uh, callings, probably. I feel like Boyle's calling is really just whatever he's tasked to do. I feel like it's, He you can know, do anything. If you give him a job, he will do that to 100%. But I also feel like he's he can specialize in serving people. Right, Like, you yes. know, like a, a service jobs. He's so right. good at it. And he, he loves he, interacting with people. He has, like, a people. passion for it. He does. He's really good at, like, you know, helping people interacting and, like... I don't know, making sure that all things are good for them wherever they are. And, you know, technically, like I do believe that uh, being a police officer is supposed to be kind of the highest form of public service. That's true. You are right. So he is in a perfect fit right now. Right. It's just that he's good at all service jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, he um, is. We then cut to Boyle at the front desk informing that the guy, uh, this guy that they're investigating, that Trent quote unquote Terry, of course, um, is filling in as his personal trainer for today. <laughs> the guy, uh, Jacoby, slams his fists on the desk and causes all of these water bottles to fall over. That Boyle spent 45 minutes on, by the way. He built this water bottle pyramid. And um, and then he's like, what a psycho. You I'm know? Like, like, I guess, yeah, he is a psycho for having his reaction to some news be, ah, slam. Yeah. But, like... <laughs> He specifically called him a psycho because he knocked over my water bottle tower. Yeah, and given this information now, Jake is then trying to obviously get Terry not to be hostile with us with this guy in any kind of way, shape, or form. Um, but Terry is like, no, my approach is going to be like direct contact, and I'm going to be aggressive. And Jake is like, oh, maybe don't do that. But uh, <laughs> right. But Terry wants to get right in there, right down to business. Yeah. And so we have some like minutes to pass. Um, the suspect, uh, Jacoby, approaches Terry now and asks if he's Trent. And he's like, yep, yeah, that's me. And he, it was a really weird interaction <laughs> at first. It he's was, like, you Trent? He's like, yeah, it's me, Black Trent. Plenty of us. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Which also, I've never met someone named Trent that wasn't white. 
<laughs> okay, so um, this guy, Jacoby, says that he wants to start with weights. <laughs> Which? Of course. Uh, when Terry asked that, he's like, what do you want to start with? He goes, weights. What the fuck? Aggressive. <laughs> he's so angry. Aggressive all the time. Always on. Almost like a guy that's on steroids. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Roid rage. But anyway, uh, Jake is trying to kick someone off a machine as he's watching Terry and their suspect interact because he wants to keep a close eye on Terry. Right, without being sure... too conspicuous. Yes, and he's like harassing. He's really harassing this old man to get off the machine. He's like standing over him like, hey, can you go faster? Or like, can you just like leave? Um, right, you don't really, do you really need all of this leg strength? You're like 100 years old. Yeah, which like, that's a big no-no at a gym. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right, a to big invade no-no. someone's personal space. To be like, can you like move or like go? Or like, you don't need to do this. Right. Um, But the guy gets so mad, the old man gets so mad that he says he's going to talk to the manager, which is Boyle, by the way. Oh my gosh. Hearing also, he's like, I heard about this online. You're cyberbullying me. Yes, yes. <laughs> because that's a thing now Um, that is more like of aware- an awareness thing at gyms is when like people get kind of bullied or like pushed around. Right, yeah. On like things that they're doing. Uh, that's a thing in itself. Anyway, um, in that interaction, Jake ends up losing track of Terry, but um, he's searching around and ends up finding Boyle in the locker room. He asks if he's seen Terry, and he's very concerned, but Boyle assures him that he's, you know, most likely fine. But, see, there's a bigger issue here. Uh, he, you know, got this complaint about Jake pushing an old man off of a machine. How dare he? <laughs> Right, Boyle looks legitimately concerned about this. Boyle is in character, so like it's not that he's playing the role of this GM. He is the GM. Right, that's right. what he is now. Boyle then threatens to suspend uh, Jake's membership if it happens again, and Jake is like, "Who are you? Right, like, what like, happened to you? I don't actually have a membership at this gym. What are you talking about? He's gotten into his character so much that he is this character now. Right. Um, that's what Boyle's angry about. He doesn't even care what's going on with Terry that much." Or at least isn't thinking about it right now. Um, but then Terry ends up finding Jake in the locker room and he reports on what's going on. Uh, basically, he talks about the training and says like, hey, I'm I'm actually doing really well with this guy. I'm getting a lot of progress with him. And I think that we're like doing well. Um, you know, I think he, you know, respects me too a little bit. Something like that, he <laughs> says. All right. He was like, he asked to borrow my yeah. squat belt and I said no. And he respected me for that. Yeah, so he's getting really invested. Um, but J- And Jake is like, good, good. Let's keep that relationship slow and steady and like so they don't spook him or anything. Right, right. Um, but then they have to disperse very quickly when the suspect comes in the locker room. Um, Terry is like fiddling with one of the lockers. Um, the guy is like, you know, doing his thing, whatever. And he starts to talk to Terry and asks him where he regularly works because he so- likes him so much as a personal trainer. It seems like he wants to, like, you know, continue this. Right, right. Um, so Terry, he rattles off this other gym, um, but the guy is there regularly or at least works there or something like, like that. He's like, I work out there also. And yeah, it's like, wait, you cycle between two different gyms? Yeah, I guess he, like, you know, he he's a gym rat, so that's what that is. Okay. Yeah. Like um, the ambiance at a different one sometimes. Yeah, but he says he's never seen him before. He's like, oh, you're out there? When did when did you start? Because I've never seen you. And he starts to get kind of weird and a little bit aggressive. Right. Um, But not so much. 
that it warrants this because Jake then pops out from behind the lockers and it's like NYPD. Right. He's like pointing his gun and badge in the air. Yeah. And <laughs> oh my T- God. Terry is super angry that Jake just blew his cover. And he's like, what are you doing, man? You just blew my cover. What What was that? Right. There's no right. reason for Seriously, this. Seriously, what the heck? Yeah. So that happened. A lot of anger. Right. He's like, Maybe I just, you know, saved your life from being too an aggressive guy. And Terry was like, or maybe you just pissed off a superior officer by blowing his cover and ruining this investigation. Yes. Maybe it was that. Maybe it was that. I think it was the last one. So back at the precinct, we get uh, Amy coming in, you know, at the morning and greeting Rosa. And <laughs> she looks really tired. And she says that she is is really tired after spending a night with Gina going over the break-in and she Gina was like using her bread maker like all night apparently just continuously making bread I've never even seen a bread maker I've heard of them but I haven't used one yeah but like Amy comments on how Gina is very good at making rye very dense but so moist (laughs) (laughs) which all right okay okay well you know but in the middle of that conversation, Gina comes in and she introduces a private investigator that she hired who is like his shirt is like half tucked in, which like, come on, either like don't tuck it or tuck it. Like what's going on here? He looks so sloppy and disheveled right. and not okay. Right. Like five o'clock shadow, but like a five o'clock shadow that he's left on for like a couple of days. It's so weird because I always thought the private investigators were like, you know, they're private. So I thought maybe they would dress a little nicer. This guy is like a slob. What oh, you mean like private, meaning like, oh, it's fancier. It's it more sounds expensive. fancy to me. I don't know. Right. But... I, I can see where you're coming from there. Yeah. I've never seen one, though. So. But this guy definitely kind of looks like a hack. Yeah. Which is what <laughs> Rosa calls her. She's like private investigators are hacks. Yes. And then cut to a very cheesy commercial of that guy being like, uh, crime? Call me. Did you ever see like those like lawyer commercials? Right. About if you've ever been in this accident. <laughs> I was just literally just gonna say yeah. that. I was like, have you been injured in a work related accident? Yeah, like well, those. Call JG Webber eight seven seven cash now. I don't <laughs> know. That's not a lawyer. I don't no, think, no. But. but yeah, you get the point. <laughs> chong chong, dial the eights, dial the sevens. They always get like a number that's all the same number. I know. Weird. What is that? But uh for some reason, right after that, Holt pops out of his office. And wait, what was this guy's name? I'm trying to remember it. Fuck. It was like Spess. It sounded it, like asbestos. Oh, was it Jim Sporm or something? Sporm. Like Sporm. What's his so, first name? Spessy's Sporm. I thought it was like something like Neosporm, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was but it's not ne- Neo, it's something. It's like Neil Sporm. I don't know. I don't even know. His last name's Sporm, which is really weird. Yeah. And like Holt pops in and he's like, ah, you. Which mm-hmm. he does in his deep voice. Is that he always has that deep voice. He does. Ah. He goes, you. 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 And he's like, wow, Holt, you know this guy? And he's like, yeah, everybody knows that guy. He's a, he's a complete, like, hack, and he doesn't know what he's doing at all. Get, get out of here. Yeah, he shoes him out, and he <laughs> listens. He doesn't put up any kind of fight. He's like, all right. All go. right, I'll, I'll see my way out. Uh, which, with that kind of attitude, I don't know how he makes a living at all. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Gina tried to bring in a private investigator, investigator, but you know, it didn't work. N- not in an actual police. No, not at all. 
But at that moment, then Terry and Jake come in, and Terry is very much raging at uh, Jake for blowing his cover. Mm-hmm. And after a little back and forth, Terry is kind of just done, and he says he doesn't need, he didn't need Jake to jump in there like that, and that he can handle it, and yeah. that he doesn't need to worry about it at all. Yeah, the most uh, ang- like uh, irksome thing, I think, for him is just that Jake is suddenly kind of babying him, and he really doesn't like that. Right, and he understands that there's a little bit of worry there because he spent a year off because of freakouts in the field. Mm-hmm. But now it feels to Terry, I think, maybe that he's being undermined as a police officer. Yeah, definitely. We are now in the interrogation room, and uh, we have Jacoby, our suspect here, and he's not giving anything up at all. Um, Boyle and Jake are watching from the two-way glass as Terry is trying to really intimidate this guy and like be aggressive enough and to get him to get him into talking. Which, like, also this dude is bigger than Terry is. Yeah, but you know he's like taller by like half a foot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Jake is pleased that Terry is at least safe and sound in there, so you know nothing bad can happen to him in there. Um. And then he asks Boyle about the scheduling system for the personal trainers at the gym. He wants to take a look at that. Right. He wants to see if he can find out anything about this guy's regular trainers. Yeah. And so we go upstairs and we find out that Boyle has actually put all the trainer schedules into a shared cloud calendar. Which, uh, uh, what? He's so proud of it. He dubs it as the most important accomplishment of his ever. Which, oh, oh my God. The not most not the getting shot in the butt. The most important accomplishment ever. The cloud-based scheduling system. What are you doing, Boyle? <laughs> okay. I, I kind of understand that to a degree. <laughs> anyway, so um, Jake is going through this calendar, and he finds this trainer that has no set schedule. He makes these last-minute appointments at night and usually is in the boxing area and trains Jacoby. So... This guy right off the bat is pretty sus. He's a pretty suspect, you know. Right. Usually trainers have a couple different people and have regular work times as, you know, a normal person would. Yeah, so he automatically thinks that this guy is the supplier. Makes sense. Um, so then Jake wants to put together this tactical team to go over there um, and, you know, meet this guy. But uh, he wants to keep Terry at the interrogation room and have him stay there. Um, and not tell him about what they're doing. Right, so that Terry doesn't end- endanger himself in the field. Yeah, Boyle questions this as he is often, our kind of morality com- compass. Right, right. You know, um, he doesn't think it's the best idea to leave Terry out. Which, but he's a part of this investigation and also a superior officer. He is superior, so, you know, that's not okay. Um, but Jake is kind of hurrying them to leave, both of them. Um, as they're in the process of gathering their things, Holt is, he steps out of his office and he questions, uh, why Terry isn't with both of them. And Jake rambles off some sort of bullshit answer and doesn't even complete a sentence really. And he's like, all right, bye. And they leave. (laughs) Right. It's really kind of suspicious. It's really suspicious. He, Jake had no real reasoning. So back in Holt's office, Holt has Amy and Rosa in there and asks them, why they think that Gina hired a private investigator. And Amy was like, obviously it's to mock us because she is ridiculous. And Holt says it's because she's scared. 
And Amy thinks that's ridiculous because uh, I don't know if you know this, Holt, but Gina doesn't have any feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Which Gina does seem a little bit heartless sometimes. She does. But as we know from like Boyle and his truth bombs that she does have feelings, but all of it is very much masked by her uh, act. Right. Her weird like act personality that she's yeah, putting on. Yeah, it's very much buried. But then Holt starts to explain and analyze how Gina has been behaving, pointing out that she doesn't feel safe in her own home. You know, like she said, he says, like, put yourself in Gina's shoes. Like, would you be scared if you felt like there was no answers, nothing you could do there? And uh, Amy was like, you know, yeah, I would feel scared. And Rose was like, well, wait, do I still have my gun? And Holt's like, <laughs> no, you don't have your gun. Nunchucks? Like, what do I, <laughs> nunchucks? Throwing stars? Axe? My axe? Do I have any <laughs> of my weapons? <laughs> and, and Holt's like, uh, this is besides the point. And she's like, no, no, no I want to play this out. <laughs> <laughs> How many weapons do I have? <sighs> and uh, Holt's like, but like the point, like would you be scared if you were, if you were Gina, no experience or anything? Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> dude, why is Rosa playing like the, Right, but, like, I got a force field that, like, blocks out uh, specifically all of your weapons, so, like, are you, you saying, can't me. Are you saying she's that kid that is, like, uh, the, uh, what's the word for that? I don't know. They're, like, god, like, god tier. Oh, they're, like, trying to, well, you're, like, playing pretend. Yeah, when and, they pre when you play pretend and someone's like god tier is basically right. like I can I'm a survivor I'm like the survivor always and what, what is that called? It's like it's kind of Mary Sue ish anyway. Um, right, they just always want to be the hero main character. Yeah, yeah. Which basically Jake, I would say. Also, I want to point out that there seems to be kind of a like loose general theme of empathy in this episode and characters putting themselves in other people's shoes, at least the ones that are close to them. And, ah, and we're getting the, the two sides. Understanding fear and how one is uh, overcoming that fear, but like understanding why this person was afraid at first and now is not. But now we have our other two characters here putting themselves in someone else's shoes and understanding their fear. Okay, so it's later into the evening and Jake has this whole bust set up here. That we're going to bust this guy. Um, they have cameras. They have a tactical team outside. And uh, as this guy will enter, they need to... Boyle and Jake need to look like they're <laughs> boxing. What? I don't know. You, you just said that but we're going to bust this guy. And immediately in my head, I was like, they're going to bust him open. He's going to bust one. They're gonna okay. Make him... <laughs> Ew. <laughs> See, I was thinking of the um the Bust Them song from uh, Phineas and Ferb. Oh, I barely that remember this. That was a this. bop. Are you kidding me? That was a bop, dude. Dude, I want to watch Phineas and Ferb. Me too. <laughs> anyway, um, but as this guy walks in, Boyle and Jake need, need to look like they're boxing when this guy arrives. So, um, you know, he Boyle mentions that he can box and that the Academy made a new weight class for him. He is the bubble weight champion. A bubble weight? Yeah, so we learned that Boyle can box, which is, I guess, surprising in a way. But they had to create a new class for him, which who else was in that class then? Also, who else was little enough for that? Why was he so little? You know, uh, they actually do make, there's a, I learned this not because I watch fighting at all, but Tell because me. I listen to Joe Rogan. I was going to say, it's Joe Rogan. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, but there's like a, 
I think there's something called a, like a welterweight. It's okay. like really light. Mm-hmm. But uh, I interpreted that as that he actually can't box. And he just feels like he was special, and they made him a champion of his own weight class because he was so bad. That's what I'm getting at here. <laughs> is that, I mean, he really can't like actually box. Okay, but, so we were thinking the same but thing. But I, I assume he knows like the the procedure and things like that. Right, right. Because he if was, he was involved in it to some degree, he knows, he knows some the stuff. rules or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think that he seriously can actually box. <laughs> the bubble weight. <laughs> oh, my God. Because Boyle tells these stories, but sometimes they are pity stories from other right. people. Which, I mean, I guess Boyle does have that like weird like skinny fat thing going on. Yeah. Oh, He's like, I, he has like a little bit of a gut. Me too, like, man. Me too. Oh, my God. Shut up. What? Everybody go look at Brooke's Instagram and like... Look at how not fat she is. It's Stop ridiculous. Fat. Anyway, I love you. You're so sweet. Anyway, <laughs> um, but out of nowhere, Terry shows up and he is super angry that he was just lied to and left out of this entire like bust that's happening. Right. Um, Intimidating Terry. Yeah. And Jake is like, uh, you want to talk about it? But <laughs> Terry doesn't want to talk. He wants to box. So he tells Jake to get in the ring and get some gloves because they're about to box. Ooh, that ain't good. Throw hands, throw down, whatever. No, no, no. So now they're in the ring, and Jake asks him how he found out that they were here. And <laughs> he's like, wait, wait. His first response. Yeah, he's like, I'm a detective, man. Come on. I'm a detective of the NYPD. Looking all tough. Mm-hmm. His, like, scrunches his eyebrows. Yeah. And then he's still scrunching his face, and he goes, Holt told me. <laughs> <laughs> um. But Terry starts to like punch his face a little bit. Uh, it looks honestly <laughs> he does, hilarious. He like, light punches, but like it's Jake light, has like an, a, a huge reaction. He like falls all the way back almost he's like, every oh, time. Huh. Yeah, and my lucky face. <laughs> <laughs> and Jake is trying to make this weird small talk, like if you were a type, if you were a vacation, what kind of vacation would you be? Right, just trying to distract him. Yeah, um, and. It annoys Terry so much that he's like, I'm going to start hitting you for real. And Jake is like, no, wait, wait, what? That Um, wasn't for real? (laughs) That wasn't for real? And Jake is like, okay, okay, hang on. I was worried about you. I was just worried. And he's worried about his little girls. Yeah, he doesn't. And that he doesn't want Terry's girls to grow up without without a dad because he knows what it's like to grow up without that kind of parental figure. Poor Jake. It's sad how much it bleeds into other things. Right. You know? That does suck, but that also does create a point of, like, him seeing other people's perspective, which is nice and helpful. Right. Yeah. It's just about how, uh, you know, no matter what kind of situation in life you were in, there is always something that you can learn from it to help yourself move forward. That's true. Yeah. Um, And also, you know, just when you have something like that that happens to you, um, something that affects you deeply you want to try and prevent it in other people right for sure yeah but um they talk and you know terry stops hitting him because they're they're converse conversing now and they reach a point of understanding and right that's it for that scene when it cut away dun 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 so before we get to the final bit of action here back at the precinct Rosa and Amy approach Gina at her desk and note that she's staying a little later than usual. And Gina's like, oh, you know, it's just because I care so much about my work, about all the the corporate paperwork and the 
notes the whole and the phone calls mm-hmm. I, I care so much love all this paperwork and everything love it so much how yeah. much time she spends on her phone we know of that course. she loves it so much <laughs> it's very unconvincing yes but uh amy expresses uh sympathy and her and rosa are talking about how like they understand that she's scared and that they are going to take her home and you know make her feel safe and Gina's like mm-hmm. oh really yeah oh, surprise really? So they escort her home and they have installed a second lock on the door. They put a lock on the window and they installed something with the lights, like motion sensors or something. Yeah. And Gina is happy that uh, she feels way safer now that um, they have, you know, done all this stuff for extra precautions. And as a token of gratitude, she wants to give them two uh, felt like jumpsuits. Yeah. It's like uh like a shoulder strap but it's like a suit that goes all the way down to the legs and they were like and rosa and amy are like uh um no thanks thanks yeah they were like thank you (laughs) they tried so hard to be nice about it right and gina Uh, was like and don't worry about eating too much and like these things stay with you and she like stretches them like real aggressively they have some give so you can eat (laughs) and eat and eat which is stuff that i need honestly uh but no i think that (coughs) stop it Uh. i Given Gina and how she is, this is super fucking nice of her. Like, this right. reaction of her having this appreciation. And it's like, I feel, like, so much better. And thank you, guys. And that's so un-Gina. But also, it's, you know, still in character. But she's being sweet. Right. Because she didn't weird. give them anything that's actually useful. Or, like, an actual reward. Yeah. But it's something that, you know... Gina enjoys so yeah. she's like I gift you uh, it's personal it's you know obnoxious like she is it's cute it's a cute gesture yes. I think so now we are back at our bus here at the gym we bust in the uh the guy arrives the suspect the so-called trainer um and Terry and Jake are still in the ring Terry looks at Jake and he's like are you going to let me take care of this Right. Like, are you going to be okay with this? I'm. I can do this. And Jake is like, "Yep, go ahead." And Terry is like, "Oh man, feels good to be back." <laughs> right, back to the game. And also, Terry gives Jake the answer to his previous question: What kind of vacation would he be? And mm-hmm. he says mm-hmm. he would be a lake trip. Oh yeah. Jake he says, says it, he says it with like a smile on his face. Yeah, and Jake is like, "Ah, oh, classic, <laughs> classic." Yes. Um, Which oh my god, a lake trip. It sounds nice, right? It's so tender and loving. But that also, it's so weird that the answer, I feel like, is so fitting to him. Don't yes. you think? That's so fitting. Right. It's like, it's a very, um, it's a nature activity. It feels like, I but don't know. But there's a cabin involved? Yeah. It just feels kind of like robust and stuff. I don't know if that's the right word, but. Manly? Manly. A bit manly, but also, like you said, tender. There's a bit of tenderness to it. I just imagine him and, like, waking serene. his wife up in the morning already yeah. with a hot morning beverage. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still serene, but it's still, like, a very physical activity. Yes, yes. It's beautiful, yet, like, you know, requires work. Maybe some boats. Yeah, some boats. Anyway, I think that's very fitting. But <laughs> yes. after this answer, we do cut away, and we go to the next day, and... Holt is like at um the kitchen area getting like a coffee or something. Coffee tea. 
Yeah, and Holt asks how uh, this thing went yesterday. And it turns out that, well, he asked Jake how it went. Right. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jake let him know that Terry took on three dudes at once, but not more than he could handle. So it was what he could handle, of course. <laughs> um, that cut to Terry fucking holding like three dudes so down to like the ground one at once. in each arm and then like one in a headlock in his legs <laughs> it's so funny looking and they're all struggling yeah. so it's like crazy how strong and he, he is. leaves like one or two for jake and boyle he's like i left you one <laughs> yeah he's like i left you one. go and get him uh but yeah holt is actually happy with how it went he's uh visibly happy you can tell by his face right right he's like oh good job yeah and after that interaction Jake then walks up to Terry at his desk and uh, says that he hopes that he's on every case with him for the rest of his career. That's very bold and like a lot, but okay. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. but also sweet. Um, and that he's not scared for him anymore. He actually feels fine now. He feels secure and yes. you know his capabilities, and there's no need to worry anymore. Right, scared of him, more likely. Yeah, more likely scared <laughs> of him. Um, Terry is very happy with this outcome. And he then hands Jake this card that his daughters made for Jake for keeping their dad safe. And Jake stares at it for like a, like a couple seconds here. And then in like a nearly crying voice goes, why did you show me this? <laughs> why did you show me this? I know that feeling when you think you're over something and then someone's like, here, let me trigger those feelings again. And you're like, no, why did you show me that? I'm crying now. <laughs> it's no, too sweet. No. It's too sweet. Gotta protect the baby girls. It's like now he's gonna worry again. <laughs> uh, uh, oh my gosh! And, and plus, that card was just like literally a piece of printer paper with some scribbles on it. Yeah. And it's like that's a classic like child card. It is, but that is the end of our episode, and it is a great episode. Right. Very wholesome. Very wholesome. Very Lots sweet. Lots of lessons. Yeah. Oh, uh, I wanted to bring up something that I thought about earlier when we were talking about it. Yes. Um, how they were, when they were talking about setting up this whole sting operation, mm -hmm. uh, Jake and Boyle had planned out a whole thing on how to like um, get the guy to talk or like get evidence out of it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me of the one episode where they only had 24 hours to get evidence because Jake arrested someone too early. Yeah. And it's like, it felt to me like this was Jake um, using something that he'd learned before and trying to have a further investigation and not just jumping the gun and arresting somebody. Yeah, I was thinking about that too because they did bring this guy in, but based on what evidence, right? Right. Wait, the, the earlier guy? The Jacoby guy. Right, yeah. They didn't really have, they were like, well, we don't really have any, like, hard evidence to arrest him mm -hmm. or anything yeah we just got suspicions yeah like and it's like pretty strong it's like the difference between there's a difference between uh when you know something but can you prove yeah that what you know is true or like here here are the things that add up but like where's like they need physical evidence right right because there are definitely times where people think things add up and it's totally wrong yeah but like you know even if you are like pretty sure that you're right, you got to get that evidence. And I felt like that was kind of a little bit of a character progression from before. I think you're right. That's very like, that's a good catch. Aaron. Which good. I mean, it's not directly related. Cause, no, but like, I was also thinking about that episode too, when they had to bring this guy in the Jacoby guy, because I mean, 
you know, they had an episode where they arrested someone too early. Right. Which uh, a lot of that had to do with um, that was like a previous arrest for Jake and he was yeah. like real personal about it. Mm-hmm. But it's still uh, I, I still feel like it's um, showing that Jake is putting a lot more forethought into his job now. Yeah, I think you're right. That's a good thought. Hee <laughs> hee. There we go. Good job. Good job. All right. Well, I guess, you know, that is it. Yep. We're going to wrap up now. We wrapping. So. Yo, yo. You want to support us? Go and follow our Facebook page, Alternative Bird Podcast. Right. We That's got, where we post. We got Instagram accounts, uh, TRWPod. Right, right. Uh, yeah. yeah, at TRWPod on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, follow our Instagram for those uh, posts about, you know, this show and any news we got going on. And then Alternative Bird on Facebook uh, is where we also post about our other show, uh, The Way the Pod Goes, which yes. is a lot more casual and a lot mm-hmm. more us talking about, you know, other topics yeah. and so other stuff that we enjoy talking about. If you love our banter and things like that, then we've got the perfect podcast for you, right, our that other one, one. That one's all banter. It's all banter. It's all <laughs> us being fucky and stupid, and it's great. Um, Hopefully you'll like it. But right, give it a try. and also if you... uh like hearing about um more like a uh, out outcoming shows like the mandalorian yeah. or uh, south park or silicon valley yeah bojack horseman all shows that we've covered recently and yeah. under that show mm-hmm. yeah but yeah uh and then the instagram page for the, the way, way the, the pod, pod goes, goes is just, just the, the way, way the, the pod, pod goes. goes yeah um also of course you can follow us on spotify we need that we love that right we really love and appreciate any any of you that would follow us on Spotify. Yeah, we are always checking our numbers and it makes our day to see something increase always. So we right. love that. And we know that uh, a lot of people are, you know, still listening for the first time because we're a pretty new show. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you follow us, it allows other people to be able to discover that. And f- for, uh, you know, us to just be in your feed. Yeah. And just uh, so we know that you like what we're doing here. Yeah, and nice. if you want to tell us directly about that as well, you could mm-hmm. email us at tr um trwpod at gmail dot com. Yes, we have an email. It's great. Yes, um, also emails. rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because that helps with the algorithm and stuff and ah, whatnot. Yes. We can't are, explain it. If it you're currently happens. listening on uh, an iPhone and you got Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. hit that subscribe button. Yep. leave a review. It and you know like rate Brooke and said, review. Man, you don't need to even say anything. Just be like, ah, these people are stupid. Or talk about what gym you go to. Do you yeah. go to Total Body? Talk about how swole you are. How swole? Are you swole? Yeah, you know I'm swole. Oh, you swole? You know I can open that that peanut butter jar. Oh, you got them gains. Them gains. Damn gains. Them All right. Holy gains. So yeah, that's that's a wrap for today. Yo yo. That's a wrap. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> a good old um nice tasty wrap with chicken in it. Oh, chicken wrap. Mm, chicken wrap. Where are you getting that chicken wrap? Mm, I don't know. Buffalo Wild Wings? Probably. That's where it's we went. Pretty tasty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, time uh, to well, sign off now. Yep. Uh, I I have been Aaron, your host. One of your hosts. And I was Brooke. Uh, you have been. I was. You were. Who am I now? I'm uh, not Brooke anymore. Brooke has passed on. And uh, now evolved. joining us is Brooke. I've evolved. Into uh, Mega Brook. Ultra Brook. <laughs> Brook, Sun, and Moon. <laughs> anyway, bye, guys. Bye.
See you next Wednesday. See ya. Bye. Bye.